0: Be Red Podcast is brought to you by MoFo, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, mind-blowing nut butter blend, now offered on Amazon. Chili Technology, Temperature Controlled Mattress Systems for a Good Night's Sleep. Inside Tracker.com, offering blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data all in one place. And Organify whole food organic superfood supplements and drink blends. And please visit the shopping page at bradkearns.com for my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance with great discounts for listeners. Here we go with the show.
1: 95, 97% of our behavior is because of our current habits. So desire, hope, prayer, wishing, imagination, in most cases for adults who are conditioned, does not change behavior long-term. Do I not think I'm worthy enough? Oh, wow, maybe I should work on upgrading, expanding my self-image and self-worth so the rejection doesn't affect me. Some mornings I would actually be laying on my gym floor in my home, on a mat. And he would literally be moving my arm because I was too tired to move it myself or move my leg. But I paid him not to, like, train me. I paid him to show up just so that we would do something.
0: Let's talk about nootropics. These are supplements designed to improve cognitive function, memory, and creativity. And I'm taking three products from a company called New Optimal nu optimal. The products are Meta Focus, which promotes flow state and improves processing speed and mental clarity. It contains ingredients like phenylalanine, B12, ginkgo biloba. I'm taking Meta Memory, which is good for memory retention, verbal fluency, reduced oxidative stress. Very important for the brain. This product has things like lion's mane, pine bark, and bacopa. And I'm taking Meta Drive for motivation, stress resilience. It's got a little boost to caffeine. In there, ashwagandha, rhodiola. They're wonderful products with a lot of scientific detail in easy to understand information on their website. So you get the big picture of what these products are all about, not just stuffing pills down your face, but how to do the stack as they call it strategically. You get a 16 page booklet that'll guide you to optimal use when you purchase. And guess what? 60 day money back guarantee and 30% discount from me. Listen, I'm not a coffee guy. I'm not a drug guy, but I'm always looking for any type of natural edge. can get, especially for cognition. So guess what? Let's avoid that sugary junk food. Let's get enough sleep, take a power nap when you need one, and consider trying some nootropics to see if you get a natural brain boost. So go visit newoptimal.com, N-U-O-P-T-I-M-A-L, and enter the code BRAD30 to get 30% discount when you try it. newoptimal.com for way more details. John Asaraf is back, everybody. And of course, he brings his A game all the way full speed ahead. You are going to love this guy. Hope you listened to our previous show. But he is one of the leading brain training experts, peak performance mindset experts in the world. Multi-time best-selling author. He's got his wonderful operation called My Neuro Gym. And Today, we're going to specifically talk about this annual event that he holds called the brain a and the 2021 version theme is Change Your Brain, Change Your Income. So the theme of income, but pointing this massive, wonderful weapon that we have, our brains, in any direction that we choose. And so at the start of the show, actually, he talks about Uh, his concept of achieving permanent weight loss as opposed to temporary weight loss, which is what uh, most people are out there pursuing, achieving, and then gaining all the weight back. And he was over and done with that. And he brings in a lot of the mindset and psychology aspects that extend beyond your food choices, your exercise habits. So that was a nice little tee up to the discussion. And then he talks about the general overall process of becoming a new person, making new habits, pursuing your goals, realizing your dreams, and getting the work done. It's entailing first changing your thinking, then managing your emotions around that thinking, then changing your behaviors, and then creating a winning environment. And that's a nice uh, one, two, three, four step there. And this guy is full of that stuff, these memorable takeaway insights, very hard-hitting, very powerful stuff. Hopefully you can uh, cultivate an open mind, and see how many times we might get in our own way when we're uh, trying to achieve goals and behavior change, John Assaraf will help you unlock the power of your amazing brain. And one of the things I love about John is his perspective, his backstory. He's not just a slick expert trying to have you uh, become like him. He is a guy who's risen and fallen uh, in dramatic and extraordinary ways. We talked about this more in the first show, but he was overweight, unhealthy. He had to pull himself together. He's also lost, made and lost and made and lost and made a fortune in his life. So he talks about the difference between going out there and earning money and then also learning the disparate skill of how to save and invest it. So he's been through all kinds of amazing life experience, put together this fantastic technology. I've had the privilege of taking a couple of his courses. They're very rich, very memorable, and they'll help you a lot. So here's a little tidbit about Brainathon, and guess how much it costs to participate. <gasps> it's free, that's right. He does this every year for free, very valuable content. It's a uh, all-day seminar that you can participate in for free and get exposed to all the other offerings from John Asaraf and My Neurogym. Here we go back with John Asaraf. I'm so glad to have you back on the show. Our first recording was so inspiring. I just told you off, off the microphone that uh, you're in my head every single day. Um, wow. I've had a chance to go uh, peruse your courses and and watch the uh, incredible content and, and the high level of quality. So we're going to talk about your brain-a-thon, but I, I want to tell the listeners... Um, if you're kind of on the fence, one of those people that, oh, $99 or $200, listen to this guy and he will deliver because the, the content is extraordinarily well done and super deep and, and rich and memorable. So that's that's my intro to the one and only John Assaraf. How's it going today?
1: Thanks, Brad. Great to connect with you again.
0: Uh, so we have a big event coming up called the brain and I'd love to hear more about that.
1: Sure. So um, I decided uh, about eight years ago to bring some of my other neuroscience-based friends, the behavioral neuroscientist, the neuropsychologist, to do a free training for people who want to learn how to use their noggin better. And um, it became such a success. We did a free one-day event um, that we uh, aired via technology like this. And we had about uh, 20,000 people show up. And so then we did it the next year. And we had about 50,000 people show up. And then we did it the next year and about 75,000 people showed up. And then we got it up to about 150,000 people signed up to watch me and some other brain experts talk about, you know, how to gain more focus, how to let go of limiting beliefs or fears or um, challenges that they're having that's uh, preventing them from achieving their goals and dreams. So. Um this year, again, I've brought a whole new team of amazing, um, brilliant individuals who are on the cutting edge of performance as it relates to how do we achieve more in our lives, right? And, uh, and so we're doing our event and it's called, it's the ninth annual Brainathon. And this year, the theme is change your brain, change your income. And so we know that we can, um, you know, Refire to rewire our brain around how much money we can earn, how much wealth we can accumulate, and uh, obviously that translates into the lifestyle and the impact that we have. So we're doing another event. So and it's free.
0: It's free. Just sign up. At, sign up. At, um, you, you can Google Brainathon; it comes right up. But we're also going go to go um, to—is it My Neuro Gym—to see the other courses available as well.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's the Brain-A-Thon is specifically around changing your brain to change your income. And uh, on the Brain-A-Thon, we'll show people our way the game of money, brain training and coaching programs. They want to go deeper. Uh, but we also have other programs for overcoming fear or procrastination or weight loss and permanent weight loss, I like to call it, and um, how to achieve goals and how to stop procrastinating. And so um, but the particular one that um, that we're, we, we've we got an incredible lineup again this year, um, Lisa Nichols, Jack Canfield, Marissa Peer, Dr. John Demartini, Dr. Lisa Barrett Feldman, and I will be sharing some of the best stuff we've learned over the last 12 months. So it's, it's very, very um, up-to-the-moment stuff.
0: Uh, you said permanent weight loss. What's that? I've never heard of that concept before.
1: Well, uh, if you think about... <laughs> 97% of people who go on a diet to lose weight gain it back and a huge portion of them gain more back. So the question is, how is it possible that in 2021-22 timeframe, right? How is it possible that we haven't figured out how to release weight, which is what I prefer to call it because weight, as you and I know, is just calories, it's energy, how is it possible that everything that we know about yo-yo dieting and self-image and triggers and addictions, how is it possible that nobody's teaching permanent weight loss where you can release the fat that you don't want on your body and then sustain it and keep it off? right? Um, you're in your uh, fifty seven or so. you know yeah,
0: we're in the we're in the upper age groups, you and I. Yeah. And um, oh, we're hoping yeah. to teach our, our grandchildren to ski, right? That's your, that's your big goal. I love it.
1: So, you know, um, I'm 60 and I'm in better shape at 60 than I was at 30. Now, why? Um, in between that time at uh, 48, um, I was 243 pounds, 33% body fat, uh, fatty liver, borderline hypertensive, um, uh, uh, And all of the markers for, you know, for um, borderline diabetes and uh, everything was going the wrong way. And the question is, how come? And the answer is because I just was addicted to a certain lifestyle and behavior that fostered that result. And so when I looked into how is it possible that I went, for example, you know, um, go on a diet and exercise and I'd lose 10, 15, 20 pounds, and then I'd gain it back. Like, what's going on here? i put in the work, got the result, then I gain it back. So I started to research what is it around uh, weight, weight loss, being healthy, that causes most people to lose weight and then gain it back. I discovered a whole bunch of stuff as a behavioral neuroscience researcher. I discovered a whole bunch of stuff, circuits that were turning on or off in my brain, And in everybody's brain, because every brain functionally works the same like a computer in a car, um, I figured that there were certain things, mechanisms and triggers that activated certain um, neurochemicals, um, and uh, some of them were helping me release the weight, but others made it hard to release weight, Um, and certain behaviors, obviously, of course. Um, And then I had to get into the science of habit change. Right. And most people, since we're talking about weight, most people lose weight either for a reason or a season. (laughs) And I decided to figure out how do I release the weight that I no longer want on my body? And how do I sustain it for a lifetime so that I can get healthier and healthier and healthier as I get older? So, yes, so that I can ski with my children and teach my grandkids how to uh, board or ski when I had grandchildren. And so the focus was different, it wasn't on a diet. Uh, It was a very holistic look at the neuromechanics of changing habits, whether it was sleep habits, food habits, exercise habits, stress habits. Uh, And when I put a few of them together, I figured out a way that I can release weight and keep it off. And I've been at my ideal weight now for 12 years. And actually I'm getting better now. Not, I'm actually getting better and better and better in better, better and better shape as I get older. And I've got probably the best physique I've ever had in my life, even compared to my twenties.
0: Incredible. And I like how you uh, convey it as a, a comprehensive approach because the sleep, the exercise, all these things have to be in place, otherwise especially in modern life, just to stay with the, the weight loss question for a moment, um, we're going to get uh, roped in by the uh, the powerful marketing forces that want us to stay addicted to these hyperpalatable processed foods. And it's a slippery slope downhill when these things are lingering around. Um, our social psychologist, Lindsay Taylor, that works with the Primal Company, she says, look, if there's a plate of cookies out on display on your kitchen table all day long, that's going to be you know, very difficult to withstand uh, just as if there's a kettlebell within view in your office environment all day long, you might have a better chance of swinging it a few times because it's right there in your visual field. So I imagine it's a matter of uh, creating the right environment. You talked about your exercise habit where you you hired a guy to to show up at, at uh, whatever time, every single morning, just knowing that he's coming, all of a sudden you're going to succeed.
1: And you know what's, what's interesting, Brad, is... Uh, As I'm thinking about that, I remember um, some mornings uh, I I dealt with severe sleep apnea um, and didn't know it at the time. And Some mornings I would actually be laying on my gym floor in my home uh, on a mat, and he would literally be moving my arm because I was too tired to move it myself or move my leg. But I paid him not to like train me. I paid him to show up just so that we would do something, and the reason was I discovered that initially when we're looking at the science of change, when we're developing a habit, the consistency is more important than the intensity or Mm. complexity or duration. Mm. So even though I was exhausted, I just wanted to go through the motions to develop the habit and the identity that I am an exerciser. And when my, you know, I don't feel like it, neuromuscle was activated, <laughs> I didn't have the ability to have that as an excuse because he was there. Mm. Because many mornings, if it was up to me and my own discipline, many mornings I would be like, hey, Ari, I can't, I'm not too tired. I exercise no matter what, a little bit, even if somebody was exercising me.
0: <laughs> so consistency being more important than intensity, uh, at first. At, at first. And I think, especially because I think a lot of us hit a roadblock when we're taking on these super ambitious challenges and maybe they're too daunting. And that's when we fall off because, uh, we have an all or nothing thinking, especially with dieting and who knows what else. And I like how you mentioned that we want to take these, uh, incremental steps that are doable and sustainable, succeed, celebrate, and then Uh, you know, leverage that success to continue with uh, more aspirations?
1: Sure. So, I mean, imagine that you had a, um, you know, computer in front of you and imagine every time you wanted the computer to do something, it would do it or not do do it based on the workload. And if the workload was big, you would say, I can't do it right now. I'm busy doing other stuff. But if the workload was little, it could say, okay, I could do that. Well, um, you and I have the most advanced $100 billion biocomputer. We don't even own a mortgage on it, right? We own it. And it's number one responsibility. Number one, safety and survival. Number two, avoidance of pain or discomfort. But number three, to make sure it does number one and two, all right, is the use of energy and mm-hmm. it is an energy miser. So it does not want to use glucose. It does not want to let go of this resource. Okay. Easily. So if something requires uh, a workload, it's like, Oh my God, what if I have to run away? Cause of the saber tooth tiger type of thing. And so we need to understand how to work with our brain instead of against it. And most people just have never learned the process. When we talk, for example, about, you know, is it possible to double your income or triple your income in 12 months? Of course it is. There are people doing it all over the place. But If you've got a habit of earning a certain amount, and you're in a comfort zone of that amount, even if you're miserable, um, and in order to earn two or three times, you have to change some of your habits. You have to change some of your thinking. You have to change your uh, emotional control abilities and skills. It's like, I prefer to master disappointment versus mastering change, because disappointment is something I already know how to do. So when we're dealing with the neuroscience of this, it doesn't matter if we're looking to make more money, get away from a relationship we're not happy in, ask for a raise, start a business, write a book, learn a new skill. Um, Our brain is consistently looking at what is the cognitive load and the metabolic expenditure for that. And if there's any risk of failure, now it's like, oh my God! I'm gonna I'm gonna try and fail, and therefore I'm gonna be disappointed anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe be embarrassed or ashamed or ridiculed or judged or rejected. Like, why the hell do I want to do that? So now the capital expenditure not only is around glucose, which is what our brain is regulating, and obviously all the other um, um, salts and, 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 and neurochemicals, but now there's a chance that myself worth and identity are gonna be um, uh, challenged as well. So like, ah, eh, you know what? Uh, let me watch a, a Netflix movie. Oh, my <laughs> friend's gonna meet at the bar. Oh, let's do that. I'll come back to this later. Now, what allows us to, um, to make advancements is to increase our level of awareness of here is what's happening, right? And then come up with counter strategies for when this happens, right? So if I said to you, hey, you want to get in shape, great. Um, You know, you're going to need to, let's let's say, let's just focus on uh, the proper nutrition and proper, you know, beginner exercises. And if I just left you at that, you'd have to figure it out. But if I said, okay, proper nutrition, and here's what you're going to have for breakfast. Here's your snack. Here's your lunch. Here's your dinner. OK, and here is the exercise regimen. And when you are hungry, if you are hungry, eat this and do this. And when you don't feel like exercising, do this instead of that. And after you exercise, you might be a little bit sore. So take this. OK, now, if I give you an easy framework to follow and give you some of the support, it makes the change easier, not easy, but makes the change easier. Why? Because I have set you up to
2: succeed. I've set you up to not have to win. All of that stuff. Right? Right? Then we take the cognitive load that she...
1: And then if I pre-frame, we call it, I let you know what the experience is going to be like, and I get you to pre-commit to overcoming the challenges before you even have them, now I've created a map or an experience of something that you are going to experience. So most people are just ill-equipped with the right process for change. It's not that they can't, they just don't know how to. And then you try to use willpower, which becomes mm. very, very weak as a neuromuscle by three, four o'clock every day.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, I like that analogy of the map where you could be looking at your uh, route, driving over the Colorado Rockies and describing how tough these mountains are going to be on your car engine and, and get ready. And then it gets really cold up there and you're going to have this challenge and that challenge. But when you see it in front of you, oh my gosh, it's so much more uh, you know, comfortable to, to go and take on the challenge.
1: That's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we're talking about, um, you know, change your brain, change your income. Uh, first we have to change how we think, right. And what we focus on, then what we've got to do is understand how to manage the emotions during change. Uh, and then we need to know what are the right behaviors. So we're not wasting time figuring it out. And then if we get ourselves in the right environment that fosters growth, boom, that makes it easier and it happens faster.
0: Uh, change your thinking, manage your emotions, put the right behaviors in place and create the right environment. Simple as that.
1: Yeah. And that's what, what, what that gives you is predictable results.
0: Mm, right, right. <laughs> and then if we, <laughs> if we stop by and see the environment is still lousy, we still have predictable results. It ain't going to happen here, man. Your desk is a mess. You don't even have an internet connection, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. So most people are focusing on the result versus the process.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: I focus on process that creates predictability.
0: So help me out here a little, John. I've had some experiences where uh, as soon as I even open my mouth to mention your name and our great show and these amazing insights that he provided. And even the idea of doubling and tripling your income, uh, often uh, one experiences immediate pushback. Uh, for example, with the, the 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 income theme, hey, I'm already burdened with my 47 hours a week job and I'm exhausted when I get home. How the heck can I even uh, dream of something or take the first step? So I'm wondering uh, when you... When you experience a little resistance, um, I, I know I asked you this question about uh, your kids, and you had a great answer that you know you you can't force them to be someone who they aren't. But if you're uh, feeling maybe some partial interest and partial resistance, how would you address that?
1: Sure. So the natural reaction of our brain when we are outside of our comfort zone is resistance okay so think of a rubber band Right, if we take a rubber band and we stretch it we feel resistant that's what it's supposed to do so whenever we feel resistance instead of allowing the resistance to control us why not ask why is the resistance here and not here Like, what is causing the resistance? The resistance is an effect, right? So think about resistance as stress, right? Resistance is a form of stress. Now, what is stress? Stress is simply when the demand exceeds my current capacity. Mm. So the resistance we feel is when we are getting to the edges okay, of our mental or emotional or financial or physical edges. So the resistance isn't the problem. The question should be, why is the resistance there? And is there a way to expand me so that I don't meet the same resistance points?
0: Right, the obvious example of getting fitter where now you can pedal a bicycle for 30 minutes, no problem, and six months ago, it was seven minutes, you were out of breath.
1: Yeah, walking was hard, mm. right? And so, so, so the key to understand, resistance is a signal just as fear is. So I don't know if I shared this the last time we talked, but imagine you're driving your car, right? And the light pops up on your dash. Have you ever taken a hammer to hit the light?
0: <laughs> not, not to date.
1: No, I'm tempted to. Why would I do that? It's actually there to say, hey, you're low on air in your front right tire, or you left the trunk open, you know, the back window's open, you're getting out of the car, so it's beeping. Oh, thank you. Resistance. Oh, thank you. What's causing this resistance? that I need to move so that I can have more capacity? Right? So there's nothing wrong with fear. There's nothing wrong with resistance. There's nothing wrong with stress right? There's nothing wrong with anxiety. There's nothing wrong with any of the signals that our brain sends out for us to feel something. Now, certain feelings, right, are constructive, positive, Mm -hmm. and move us forward. And other feelings, okay, may put the brakes on and cause us to retreat, Mm. right, back into safety. So the question is, why? Why? Like, am I not taking action because I'm afraid of being rejected? What's causing that to trigger? Like, what's causing that to trigger? Do I not think I'm worthy enough? Oh, wow, maybe I should work on upgrading, mm-hmm. expanding my self-image and self-worth so the rejection doesn't affect me.
2: Mm. Right.
1: If I'm afraid of taking action, why? Oh, because I'm afraid of failing. Why? Well, because if I fail and I lose money, I won't be able to pay the mortgage. uh, And it's going to put a lot of stress on my children and wife. Oh, okay. Is there any way I can protect that from happening? Right? So there's nothing wrong with the feeling. Mm. The feeling should give me a place to move forward in my understanding and in my strategy and when i can learn how to be more aware of my thoughts my emotions my feelings my sensations my triggers my move towards behaviors my move away from behaviors now i can be deliberate and responsive Versus unconsciously reacting to all my old patterns.
0: Hmm. So so becoming uh, conscious and aware. We hear so much about the uh, subconscious programming that occurred in in our youth, and then we carry it with us, and uh, we act out these patterns. Maybe we feel undeserving of wealth and abundance because of whatever program message we uh, we have, and um, it's it's tough to unwind some of those. I, I would acknowledge, but once we become aware of them it seems like an excellent first step to say hey is this really serving me um is there a way that i can you know reconcile uh my 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 distaste for the uh inequitable distribution of wealth in, in modern society and still go for my goals and dreams and double my income
1: yeah while you were while you were talking i was listening but i was also you know, going through a couple of um um Uh, calculations here on a piece of paper because you said you know what happens to the person who's working you know 40 or 50 hours a week because i'm exhausted i say great well let's say you have you're working 40 hours a week you know and you're sleeping 50 hours a week Uh, you still have 78 hours left a week uh you can wait a second
0: that's got to be wrong john hold on 168 Um, I know we have 168 in a week. Okay.
1: A week. If you're working 40 and you're sleeping 50, you have 78 hours left. <laughs> I'm just, okay. I was just doing the calculation Ladies there. and
0: gentlemen, this guy is right. We have 78 hours so, to fritter away.
1: So somebody tells me I don't have time to build a side business. I don't have time to learn how to invest. I don't have time you know, to sell my knowledge or skill or to write a book or to become a coach or whatever. And I go, you got 78 hours left. Sleep one hour less a day. Oh, you don't want to sleep an hour less a day. You sleep half an hour less, but that's three and a half hours a week. You could buy back, right? That's seven hours every two weeks, that's 14 hours every month times 12 months. You got yourself several months to get better at something. You want to double or triple your income? There's more than enough money out there, but you're either gonna give me stories and reasons and excuses why you can't, or you're gonna commit and do whatever you can. So you have more than enough time. Time is not the issue. Commitment is the issue. Mm. Awareness is the issue. Ignorance is the issue. Lack of knowledge and skill is the issue. All fixable. Uh,
0: one thing you said just kind of caught me personally. I, I think we should drill into it a little bit. Maybe it'll be relevant to others. When you said there's more than enough money out there and I can uh, intellectualize that and and realize that money is an exchange medium and the economy is uh, unlimited in abundance. But I think a lot of times when, let's say we've we've lived on a budget for uh, the greater part of our lives, and sure. felt this uh, these sensations of scarcity, credit card debt, and I'm talking. I know who I'm talking to here because your story is I- I incredibly powerful, and in that you've been there at the right. very high, fallen, lost everything, gotten it back. So maybe we could we could speak to that um, that money mindset, and how we can kind of break free from this uh, scarcity mindset about money that if I invest a thousand dollars in my business, oh gee, uh, that also is gonna be uh, compromising my vacation or my uh, <laughs> whatever, yeah. yeah.
1: So you can um, you know, spend $1,500 on a TV or mm. spend $1,500 on upgrading your knowledge and skills on how to make 10,000. Right. Um, you know, spend $1,500 on your trip or don't take a trip and spend $1,500 on a course that'll help you take 10 trips. Um, when, we, when we talk about money, right, uh, money, 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 we know we, we all need it. We all have to eat and pay, you know, for stuff. Um, but if you think about, um, do you really want to make money? Let me uh, give you uh, an example. Um, I'm going to take a couple of things that are on my desk, just random things on my desk. Let's say I need money. I have no, I've got zero money right now. i just got what I got on my desk. A pair of reading glasses, 1.75. This little acrylic thing with the uh, color I like, you know, remote control for my PowerPoint on my computer, a little bottle with an acorn in there. So it reminds me that the, you know, the Oak tree, the potentials in the acorn, I got to put it into the right soil mm. and uh, till the soil. And I got this little, uh, a you know, little rocket ship that is from one of my mastermind groups called Escape Velocity. And um, it represents um, the velocity that a rocket ship needs to attain in order to leave the gravitational force of the Earth's pull. I guess i got these, you know, these things and a pen. I don't have any money. I'm tired. I'm busy, but I need money. I need to feed myself. Do you think that if I maybe hopped on Facebook Instagram or walk out to the street over here knocked on my neighbor's doors and say, Hey, John Asraf here. Uh, listen, um, I have this acrylic, beautiful colored um, thing that I use to hold down paperweights, uh, but also I use it as color therapy. Um, would you like to buy this for a dollar? Um, 99 people probably say, Are you out of your mind? One person say, Sure, I'll take that for a bucks. Oh, by the way, um, this is something you know, that reminds me that everything's in the universe. An mm-hmm. oak tree grows, okay? Because Valuable of the vibration, acorn. right? The vibration. And uh, if you need a pen to sign contracts, this one's really gonna pay three bucks for giving you for a buck. And this is really great if you have, I, I, can, I can go and take stuff that I have on my desk and I can make money today if I'm willing to go and do the work. So not having money is an effect. Being in debt is an effect. Not knowing how to invest in protecting your wealth is an effect. Um, Not knowing how to use debt as leverage is an effect of ignorance and conditioning. So when we say there's enough money uh, out there, um, there's evidence of it everywhere. Everywhere. There's people in stores, people buying stuff, people traveling, people in hotels, in $20 night hotels and $2,000 night hotels. There's people buying Rolls Royces right now and people buying VWs while somebody's saying, I can't even afford a bicycle. So when we're talking about money, the skill of earning money is readily available to anybody to learn it's a skill no different than chess or checkers or knitting or playing you know tennis it's a skill and for somebody who is committed to learning the skill they can get better and they're going to be clumsy beginners at first and then with practice they can get better as long as they're practicing the right things. But if you keep practicing the wrong things, you just get better at the wrong things. So it's not practice that makes perfect. It's perfect practice that makes perfect. Too many people are repeating patterns over and over and over. Language patterns, emotional patterns, behavioral patterns, and they wonder, I wonder why I keep seeing scarcity, but well, that's the pattern you're, you're practicing. And is there scarcity? Yes, for the people who believe in scarcity. And is there abundance? Yes, for the people who believe in abundance and for people who do things to connect with and resonate with the abundance. And you know where it all starts? Right in there,
2: right in between your two ears.
0: So the language patterns, what's an example of maybe wanting to change from scarcity to abundance? Who knew that sleep was so important to health? Everyone knows and we all know that it's important to minimize artificial light and digital stimulation after dark. But did you know that your body temperature has to drop a couple of degrees for you to fall asleep? And we have to maintain a cool body temperature throughout the night to cycle optimally through all phases of sleep. Now, we've done this naturally for millions of years, sleeping in caves. But today, we crank the heat, we overload on the blankets, and it's not uncommon to awaken at night. Not only from people that have these major night sweats, but also minor overheating that you might not even realize is disturbing your sleep. Chili Sleep Systems offers an awesome solution of a customizable, climate-controlled mattress pad using circulating water. Jumping into a pre-cooled bed will help lower your core body temperature and trigger a deep, relaxing sleep. I love the machine because it also makes a beautiful relaxing white noise. To be clear, ideal sleep environment is a slightly lower body temperature via cool air in the room and a cool mattress and with your skin comfortably warm with the right pajamas and blankets. Chili Sleep's Uler system, Ooler system O O L E R allows you and your sleeping partner of choice to program different temperatures for each side of the bed via your smartphones. No more temperature wars. You can also program a gradual morning warming of the bed for a graceful morning wake up. So please head over to Chili Sleep C H I L I Sleep dot com slash Brad for Chili Sleep's best deal, which they are offering to B Rad podcast listeners for limited time. That's chilisleep.com slash brad for a
2: special offer. So language patterns
1: and what we say activate chemicals that cause us to feel a certain way. When our brain releases certain chemicals, we're either in a motivated state or unmotivated state we're moving towards trying to find, you know, and and finding what it is that we want or not. So uh, self-talk is critical. Like self-talk is critical. Why? Because every sentence that you speak releases the neurochemical associated with that sentence. So are you releasing the neurochemicals of scarcity? So if you say there's never enough, think about this. If you if you typed into your computer, okay, there's never enough memory in this computer, and that was an instruction for your computer to make that a reality, the computer would say, sorry, can't save this, not enough memory.
2: What would you type into the computer? There's
1: always more than enough, right? So. What do you think our brain is? It's a bio computer. Now, when we say there's always more than enough and it's easy for me to find it, your brain says, okay, let me make that a reality. When you say there's never enough, I'm so
2: tired of being in debt. Your brain says, okay.
1: Okay, you just said what I am. Mm. So, there's a part of our brain that is extremely literal.
0: This goes for unspoken thoughts as well, I would imagine.
1: Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah we have about 6,200 thoughts a day, according to the latest research, it's just come out, not 35,000 to 50,000. Is- hey, that
0: sounds more reasonable. Okay, 6,200 people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
1: most people's thoughts are limiting and negative most people's thoughts. So they're reinforcing limiting and negative thoughts more often than not. And so then the neural networks that cause us to see, like, think about this, right? In any given second, when your eyes are open, about 400 billion bits of information are coming in through
2: your eyes and yours in my brain
1: deletes and distorts 99.999% of it. And it only allows you and I to see for the most part what we are conditioned to see. It's looking for a match between the map and the reality out there. And it deletes anything that doesn't match the map. So if you are consistently living in scarcity with not enough or just enough, It deletes and distorts all the abundance and shows you just enough, right? Or not enough.
2: So our brain is,
1: as much as you think, and I used to think that we see, you know, with our eyes, we don't. We see through our eyes and our brain's actually projecting the patterns back onto the canvas,
0: Uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman says the eyes are technically part of the brain. They're just sticking out. Right. It's incredible.
1: Huberman's great.
0: Uh, So I suppose if we are uh, filtering and pattern matching for scarcity, fear, self-limiting beliefs, we're going to also uh, create an environment that supports this, surround ourselves with negative people, like-minded naysayers and so forth, probably without even noticing it.
1: Right. We're, we're always looking for evidence. We're always looking for evidence of our truth, our beliefs. So if we started to talk in abundant ways, if we started to feel abundant, if we started to behave, right, in ways that are abundant, then guess what would happen? We would then start to all of a sudden be in resonance with more abundance,
0: uh, I, I forget the guy who went and bought the Lamborghini that he couldn't afford. Um, was it Nassim or somebody? And then he he grew into the income level that could support that, but he wanted to drive around and uh, you know be visceral with his manifestation. Hilarious, but I think on a on a more uh, reasonable level, a lot yeah. of us can challenge, especially the um, the the uh, the verbal running of the mouth with the litany of complaints and second-guessings and all these, all these things that we do to, to keep ourselves stuck and buried.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, you know, we, we've got a phenomenal um, biocomputer, our brain, it's got genius capabilities. Um, and we have uh, a way to use our brain's power um, and achieve more of our goals and dreams. And, you know, by default, Or by design, we also have, you know, that's why behind me I've got Einstein, you know, to remind me of the imagination and the genius within Einstein. But we all also have a Frankenstein's monster, right? You can't do that. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. What if you fail? What if you succeed? What if you're disappointed? That's like the brakes and gas of a car. We We need to use both. And when we learn to use both, then we're better operators, right? But we learn how to overcome. Uh, the limited beliefs, the fears, the I'm not good enough, um, you know, part of our psyche, because, you know, the trauma that we had as children is not who we are today, but we still have those patterns. Um, We need to release those patterns and really step into our fullest potential. And we know how to do that today. So why not learn how to focus better how to be more aware, how to let go of destructive habits or addictions and create positive, empowering, constructive patterns that create the success that you want. For every level of success that we want, there is a thinking and a behavior that gets that success. And for every failure, consistent failure, there's, yeah. there's a pattern there too. Right and so,
0: right. hey, yeah. gee, I wonder what kind of pattern it is. It was all seventeen companies that fired me are totally screwed up, and they don't have any idea what they're doing. Uh, gotcha. gee, what do they all have in common? Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, you're you're the uh, you've been at the scene of all the crimes.
0: <laughs> Just randomly, coincidentally, uh, John, do you ever encounter um, sort of this um, this dreamer type of character who's uh, saying all the right things? I'm thinking of the classic job interview setting where you have someone who seems to be on that, uh, enlightened path. But then if we look at the history, uh, you know, when the smoke clears, there's a lot of failure, a lack of execution, uh, heading in the wrong direction. I know you have your own story of, of you know, making millions and then losing them. So how do we, uh, solve that equation to make sure that we're not, you know, make sure we're walking our talk in a, in a legitimate way.
1: Or listen, um, I'm going to come back to, um, you know, what I mentioned just a few minutes ago is the, you know, the Einstein part of our brain is the dreamer part of our brain. It's the part of our brain that can even say, well, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. I'm going to do it on Friday and on Sunday and on Monday. And on Tuesday, it's going to be like this. And so we can come up with all of the how to. We can come, all, come up with, you know, what to. and uh, We can come up with why we want to. Um, but. Behavior doesn't work that way, right? Behavior, um, 95, 97% of our behavior is because of our current habits. So desire, hope, prayer, wishing, imagination, in most cases for adults who are conditioned, does not change behavior long term.
2: So when I'm interviewing somebody,
1: uh, I want to know what they think, what they feel, what they say they can do. And then I have a very, very classic, you know, line. That's show me. Show me. Uh, I can take a look at your physique. You can take a look at mine. You know whether I eat well and work out. You, you, you know. I can take a look at your bank account. You could take a look at my bank account. I know how well you're doing with money. Uh, I can invest a little bit of time with your significant other and I can tell a lot about your relationship. Um, Why? Because results don't lie. So I don't really pay much attention to what people tell me they can do. Everybody tells me they can do this or that. I pretty much base people on what they are doing.
0: And sometimes we see uh, parts of the package looking great, yeah. but not the whole package. Um, I'm 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 uh, I'm okay with my physique, but my bank balance is uh, subpar, and I'm wondering how I can leverage those skills that have uh, contributed to fitness or uh, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of people walking around with a lot of money, and they have say- relationships or what have you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So listen, life is, you know, we're playing several different games simultaneously, right? Spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, financial, health, uh, relationship, career, business, fun, and experiences. Uh, So we've got a variety of different games, and each one of those games that we're playing, we could be playing one game at the pro level, another game at the kindergarten level, right? We could have a great relationship with our spouse and a terrible relationship with our employees. We can be a leader at the YMCA, but a terrible leader at home, mm-hmm. right? So, so the key in this, in this game, it's, it's like a, you know, a big Rubik's Cube that we're trying to solve the algorithm to get it just in proper flow and harmony. And uh, it's a complex game. I get that. But even complex games, right? Uh, the Rubik's Cube is complex, okay? Two by two is easier than this.
0: Oh, is that real? He can twist that? Oh, yeah. oh, don't, yeah, yeah. don't touch it. You'll never get it back. Oh, he's sh- oh, yeah, he's yeah. showing the world's most complex Rubik's cube on the video, right. people.
1: 18 hours to solve this one. Five seconds to solve this. <laughs> six seconds to solve this. So the point I want to make is um, once you understand the algorithms, mm. right, the rules of engagement, um, And you have the skill and the desire, you can solve this if you really put your mind to it. Now, you can try and figure it out on your own, or you can find somebody who's a Rubik's Cube expert, and they'll show you how to solve this. Why? Because they've probably spent 10,000 hours solving Mm -hmm. it versus you trying to figure it out. So it's the same thing. Listen, it's the same thing for money. It's the same thing for health. It's the same thing for relationship. The how-to already exists. So it's not the how-to that's the problem. Mm. The real big problem, Brad, is the commitment to. Because if you are commitment, nothing will stop you. If you are committed, if you are interested, nobody
2: can help you.
0: If you aren't interested.
1: Well, if right. you're interested, you're just going to do what's easy and convenient. But if yeah. you're committed, you'll do whatever it takes. Right.
0: Um, and then we have to kind of check in the mirror and decide if we're truly committed or we just like to uh, speak in these uh, platitudes that, yeah. boy, I would love to double my income. And I'm taking this, uh, this brain-a-thon course with John Assaraf. So I'm I'm certain it will happen. Uh, let me tell you even more about what I'm going to do. but yeah the, the commitment's different.
1: Yeah, yeah listen, uh, you want to get in shape. Um, great. you can you can write out your plan, set out your goals, have your vision. Um, but then if you don't follow through with behavior and then don't follow through when you don't feel like doing it, don't follow through when there's challenges and don't follow through until you achieve the goal, then you're interested yeah there there's
2: almost no goal that we can't achieve if we are committed almost. But in order to
1: achieve big goals, we have to get good at achieving small goals mm. because small goals require process, big goals. Okay. Require more complex, you know, process in, 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 in most cases,
0: right? So start with small goals, get your process, right? Yeah maybe redirect it to other areas of life. Like we talked about where you're, sure. you're firing on all cylinders. Yep. Love it.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh,
0: so what happens when we sign up for the brain Will we get an email reminder? And yeah. then what is the actual-a-thon like? Are we
1: going to yeah, so the Yeah, so the brain-a-thon starts at um, uh, 9 a.m. on Saturday. Um, and you'll have the link for, for the brand new uh, brainathon it's coming up, the virtual brainathon, it's a virtual event, and um, um, it's going to be probably about six hours, seven hours. We could easily charge a thousand dollars for it. We don't. We do it for free, and people could um, sign up for the brainathon, come and show up, prepare to learn and apply, to chat, ask questions, share, you know, and participate. And you can stay for an hour and a half, or you can stay for all six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and as soon as you sign up, it's free, uh, you'll get a reminder and there'll be some, some videos that we send you as well, uh, at, at times, uh, and some emails just to get you prepared, uh, and then just hop on your computer, you know, have a pen or paper handy or somewhere to type on and take notes and learn from these world renowned experts this year on the brain. thought we've got Dr. Lisa Barrett Feldman, one of the top neuroscientists in the world uh, Dr. John Martini, brilliant. Uh, Jack Canfield, who many people know from Chicken Soup for the Soul, he sold five hundred million books. <laughs> um, he's one of the thought leaders in personal development for fifty years. Um, we've got Marissa Peer, who is one of the top um, teachers of hypnotherapy in the world, working with celebrities, athletes, CEOs, homemakers on getting rid of the mental and emotional junk that holds people back. Um, We've got um, me uh, teaching as well. Uh, We're going to have Mirka back from last year. Uh, And uh, we also have Lisa Nichols, which many people know from uh, the movie, The Secret, but also um, she's going to be talking about how she built a multi-million dollar empire. um, You know, when she was broken and Mm. broke, Mm. right? So how did she do it? And she is an amazing teacher. So we have all these teachers um, that are going to be investing in the people that are signing up for free to teach them. And so it doesn't cost anything, um, but it costs a lot if you don't show up.
0: (laughs) It's your loss, people. How can you say no to that? uh, We'll provide you a link. Your energy is awesome. I so much appreciate connecting with you. Keep up the great work and let's everybody meet at the Brain-a-thon. We'll, uh, we'll have 150,000 Zoom squares on our home screen. Uh-huh. It'll like we can draw draw a face of Albert Einstein with all the, if we yeah. all position ourselves right.
1: I think we'll be using a different technology than Zoom for, for the number of people we have, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it'll be great to see you there again. And uh, I look forward to seeing your, your friends and audience uh, and helping them change their brain so they can change their income.
0: John Asaraf, everybody, thank you for listening. Da, 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 da. I want to tell you about Inside Tracker, an awesome new ultra personalized nutrition and lifestyle program that combines data from your comprehensive blood panels, genetic test results, and lifestyle and fitness data from a fitbit for example and organizes everything into one super cool online portal of your personal health i am just getting going with this and it's awesome it has everything in one spot for every blood result you can click on a blog post or watch a video to learn more about these values it's a great education in general health and self-quantification and it was developed by leading scientists in aging Genetics and biometric data from MIT, Tufts, and Harvard. The patented Inside Tracker algorithm calculates your so called inner age and it shows each biomarker as either optimized, needs to improve, or at risk. And then you can take precise corrective action with a science backed plan to reach your performance goals. Oh, mercy, people. On my first round of testing, guess what my inner age was? 62! Shocker! Because I just turned 56. I'm sorry. You know what? When I delivered that blood test, I believe I was a little overtired, and several of my biomarkers were deemed to be subpar. So I made some changes as directed. I recovered better, rested, went back, and delivered way better numbers at the next blood test. The Inside Tracker motto is Change is an inside job, and that is for real. You got to keep tabs on this stuff to be at your best. And they have an amazing deal just for BRAD podcast listeners. They are going to give away a grand prize of fifteen hundred dollars in Inside Tracker value. So to enter, all you have to do is go to InsideTracker.com/slash. Brad Pod, b-r-a-d-p-o-d check it out right now at the link and enter the contest thank you for listening to the show i love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback suggestions and questions for the q a shows